On today's episode, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche are slated to meet in the Stanley Cup final. I'll be going over a preview of the matchup, plus who I believe will be taking home the Stanley Cup this season. Then the Chicago Blackhawks also released some key dates for later on in the summer. And then to wrap things up, we'll be forward Sam Lafferty's 2021-2022 season recap. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, June 14th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally, just a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to go and leave me a review. I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from my tremendous listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version right now and seeing my lovely face, then be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode moving forward through the rest of the summer into training camp later on this fall is going to have a video attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please go and show some support. Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I would greatly appreciate it, folks. Go and smash the like button down below on this video as well and comment as to what grade you think Blackhawks forward Sam Lafferty deserves for his performance this season. And last, be sure to go and ring the bell. Go and turn on those push notifications so that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good morning, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here on this ridiculously hot Tuesday morning. I mean, I just, before recording the episode, I literally just took my dog outside in 8.45 in the morning and it feels like it's already 90 out there. It's extremely muggy. These next two days are going to be a little bit tough, but I'm bundled up inside. I got a sweatshirt on, as most of you can see, uh, all of you can see if you're watching this video, which again, I recommend you all go and do. Uh, but, you know, I'm curled up in my comfortable AC. I always like to have a sweatshirt on when it's a little chilly. So before I go outside, I'm definitely going to have to shed this thing or else I'll be sweating buckets out there. Uh, but thank you all for joining me on this Tuesday morning. I hope you're all staying cool. Hopefully you all have AC in that car of yours uh, for the travel to work this morning. But what I wanted to open things up on the show with today was the Stanley Cup final because we now know the matchup. It's going to be the Colorado Avalanche who, of course, swept Duncan Keith and the Edmonton Oilers. That seems like it happened a a week ago probably now. 
Uh, the Blackhawks, as part of that outcome, will not be getting an additional second-round pick in the upcoming 2022 NHL draft. Instead, they'll be receiving a third-round pick from Edmonton as part of the Duncan Keith and Caleb Jones swap that occurred last summer. And then, out of the Eastern Conference, what a comeback from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Down, but never out. The playoff experience came back, and they won. After falling behind 2-0, they went on to win four consecutive games, closing out the New York Rangers in six, which was pretty close to uh, my prediction. I had the Colorado Avalanche beating Edmonton in five games. I thought Edmonton would be able to at least sneak one away there, uh, but I did have a feeling that Colorado was going to win by a pretty handed margin. Then I also predicted the Bolts to come away in six in the Eastern Conference Finals. So it's been a pretty successful postseason, not to toot my own horn, but I've only got two series wrong throughout the entire Stanley Cup playoffs so far. And that was I had Boston beating um I had Boston beating Carolina in seven games in the first round. Carolina ultimately went on to win game seven. And then I also had Calgary. Uh, defeating the Edmonton Oilers in round two. I actually had Calgary going all the way to the Stanley Cup final, meeting up with the Tampa Bay Lightning, falling short. I do believe Tampa Bay is going to win their third consecutive Stanley Cup here. I'll get into that in just a second. But yeah, it's been an awesome postseason so far, undoubtedly. I mean, each and every round, even the Oilers avalanche round, I mean, it, it wasn't close, but at least there was a lot of pace, a lot of high scoring. Probably the exact type of scenario the NHL wanted has happened in the past two rounds, and they're getting it again in the Stanley Cup final here with the Avs and the Lightning. I think if you, <clears throat> you know, going into the playoffs this year, I, I spoke with all my buddies about how this season really felt like it was up for grabs. Like there could have been six, seven, or eight teams I, I felt that that had an actual chance of taking home the Stanley Cup. But to be honest, I always felt like, Colorado and Tampa Bay were probably the two most likely teams to make it. The one reason why I didn't pick Colorado to go to the Stanley Cup final, I had them losing in the Western Conference to the Calgary Flames was because I was a little, I've been concerned about their goaltending for years, right? And that's really, hasn't been the main issue that that's caused them some early exits, but they just haven't had that rock in net. And I think I talk about it all the time. If you don't have goaltending come the Stanley Cup playoffs, you're not going to stand a chance. So uh, Darcy Kemper, I, I know he had a good season, but I was still a little bit hesitant to trust him and, and feel like he could be a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. So that's ultimately why I went with Calgary to win that series. But of course, that, that looks a little bit foolish now. Um, but taking a look at the Stanley Cup final matchup, as I said, I think it is the ideal scenario for the NHL. The two top teams going head-to-head -head for the Stanley Cup final. The Avalanche have been trying to get over the hump for the past three or four years. We know Nathan McKinnon's left the Stanley Cup playoffs with a bad taste in his mouth. He's been working incredibly hard. He's got a crazy diet, just a, a crazy competitive guy. You know this is um, – he didn't come this far just to lose, that's for sure. And then for Tampa Bay, I mean, they speak for themselves. Back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champs, basically the same team. They're so battle-tested that – in any scenario they find themselves in, they have confidence that they're going to be able to get out of it and get the job done. And it's what happened against New York. You know, the Rangers go and take the first two games, but they blew a 2-0 lead in game three. Tampa Bay comes back to win. And when I saw that, I was like, man, you cannot keep the door open for a team with the caliber of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And 
once they got that first win, it was just a snowball effect. And I actually told my buddies, no BS, after they got that win, I said, I, I got a feeling that the Bolts are going to rattle off four in a row here. And that's exactly what ended up happening. But this is going to be an awesome matchup here in the Stanley Cup final. The high-flying Colorado Avalanche versus the battle-tested Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, as far as Blackhawks go, there aren't any on the Colorado Avalanche roster. But, of course, for Tampa Bay, there's Blackhawks legend defenseman Jan Ruda, who I, I still don't even know how he's – I mean, it's always funny when you look at Stanley Cup teams or Stanley Cup caliber teams. Like, go back to the Blackhawks from 2015, right? I mean, they won the Cup with literally four defensemen. We had Kyle Comiskey playing games, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who can forget chemo teaming in. Like, it, it's just always funny because – you have these incredibly deep teams who are, you know, in dynasty eras like the Blackhawks were back then and the Bolts are right now. And it's still funny when you look at some of the, I don't want to say bottom players of their roster, but you can't be deep in every position. You're not going to have six A-plus defensemen and 12 A-plus forwards, right? So seeing Jan Root out there or Zach Bogosian, it's like, are these guys good hockey players or are they like just benefiting because they're on the lightning? I had a conversation with a couple of my buddies about this recently. Uh, but Jan continues to find his way into the lineup, so good, good for him. Uh, and then Brandon Hagel, of course, is the more notable one. He scored the empty netter to seal the deal there in Game 6. Uh, it would be really cool to see Hagel go on to win a Stanley Cup, man. That's what he talked about when he first got dealt. He's like, you know, this is obviously super tough, leaving all the guys and leaving a team like Chicago. But to have a chance to to go to this uh, prestigious team, prestigious franchise, and have a chance to win a three-peat, you know, it's going to be an awesome opportunity. And Hagel's been a little quiet this postseason. I do believe he's battling through injury, uh, but they're going to need him. They're going to need all their depth players coming up big and if they want to win this series against the Avs because they're going to be coming hard. This is going to be a hard-fought series, folks. Uh, I, I think this has a chance to be – the most entertaining series of the postseason. That's saying something based on the way that things have gone so far. Uh, but all in all, predictions-wise, I am actually going to stick with my initial pick. I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Lightning to get the job done in seven games. I think this series is going seven. I know even myself, I've said I have a hard time picturing anyone beating the Colorado Avalanche four times in seven games with the way that they've been playing so far throughout the postseason. Only two losses. They just ran through everybody in the Western Conference. But they don't have the experience that the Tampa Bay Lightning does. And I feel like backs against the wall, if there's one team for me to take, it's going to be the Bolts, man. And I know it's boring to see the same team potentially win three times in a row, but I think that's just how good of a team that they have. And they also could be getting Braden Point back, it sounds like, which would be a huge boost for their top six forward group and for the power play, of course. He's a huge weapon. Uh, so that's going to be a huge boost to Tampa Bay if and when Braden Point is able to return. Uh, I just like Tampa Bay's experience a little bit too much. I think Colorado can hang with them. They got the skill. They got the speed. They got the speed. They got the physicality on defense. I'm still a little concerned about their goaltending, and they don't even know yet if they're going to go with Darcy Kemper or Pavel Francouz. That's kind of an interesting storyline as well. I'd take Vasilevsky over either of those any day of the week. So because of a couple of different factors, I am going to predict the Tampa Bay Lightning winning this series in seven games to take home their third consecutive Stanley Cup championship. All right, there was my preview and prediction of the Stanley Cup final between the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
Coming up in just a minute, I will get into some updates on the Blackhawks prospect development camp later on this summer. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Summer is coming, and you're going to need some food for being on the go. Well, Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you everywhere you go. Throw them into your bags, throw them into your kids' backpacks, and make sure that everyone has a bar to be fueled for their summer adventures. And the best part about Built Bars is that they're both delicious and healthy. So there's no more sacrificing delicious food for health because with Built Bar, you can have both. And have you tried Built Bar Puffs yet? Because if not, then you're seriously missing out on one of the best tasting protein bars on the market with flavors like banana cream pie and cinnamon churro, which is amazing. It's literally like a toasted marshmallow. I, I don't know how this is a protein bar. They also got birthday cake, which Built Bar sent me a package of. Tremendously tasty. They got sprinkles on top. And I also just got a package of mud pie, which I don't know if they've released it yet. I think they're just kind of having people try it out. But man, these flavors are actually unbelievable. And again, I cannot, when I eat these things, it seriously does not feel like I'm eating a protein bar, but it is. And the best part is they're all 150 calories or less and have 17 grams or more of protein. So head on over to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's Built.com with the exclusive promo code LOCKED15, one word LOCKED in all caps, followed by the number 15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Before I get into segment two, I have to ask a quick favor of you all. The Lockdown Podcast Network has put together a survey so that we can learn more about listeners like you and to make your favorite Lockdown Podcast even better. This is an opportunity for you to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Lockdown Podcast. So quickly go to LockdownPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It's a quick little survey. It won't take long. And everyone that completes this survey plus... If you go and leave my show a review with a comment and your name, then you'll qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So please go and take this survey, folks. Like I said, it's only going to take a couple of seconds. Then go and leave me a review if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify. Be sure to drop your name down there so that way, if you do win, I'll be able to contact you. And if you do win, you'll get one of 10 $100 gift cards in Ticketmat to Ticketmaster, which is basically free tickets to go to two or three sporting events. I mean, it's absolutely, the juice is worth the squeeze here, folks. Go and take this quick survey. It's LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Go and leave me a review down below as well uh, for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. It'll only be a couple of minutes, and I appreciate all the help, folks. All right, enough of that. Getting into segment two here today. I wanted to be sure to provide a couple of updates on the Blackhawks' plans for later on this summer. First, we do know that the Blackhawks will now officially hold a prospect development camp once again this summer after not being able to do so since way back in 2019 because of COVID. And funny enough, the prospect development camp is actually how I got my gig that I'm doing for you all right now. Uh, that's when I First met Jay Zawoski, who at that time was working for 670 The Score. Uh, of course, he's now the former host of this podcast and currently over with CHGO Sports. Shout out to all the guys over there at CHGO. Jay, Mario, Greg, great guys doing some great work for that company. Be sure to go and give them a follow. 
we're all on the same team here. We're all wanting the Chicago Blackhawks to be good and covering them when they're not. So uh, be sure to go and sh- support other Chicago guys like those guys over at uh, CHGO Sports. Uh, but anyways, that's when I first met Jay. Uh, that's how I, I, you know, just started talking up a conversation with him. And then fortunately, uh, when he was stepping down from the show, I was the one that uh, he thought of to take over as the host. So I'm always grateful for Jay. Uh, grateful to Jay for that. I, um, I don't know where I'd be without that. Uh, and also, I kind of have, you know, a little soft spot now for the prospect development camp, which, by the way, is now going to be uh, officially held at Fifth Third Arena from July 11th to 15th. And for those unaware, this is going to be open to the public. So I hope to see a lot of you down at Fifth Third Arena uh, later on next month. It's an awesome atmosphere. All the young kids are there for the Blackhawks. It's going to be your first look at a lot of these young guns uh, because, again, the prospect development camp hasn't been allowed to uh, take place in Chicago since way back in 2019. Open skates. I mean, everyone goes. It's a pretty good crowd, at least it was back in 2019. I know things are a bit different surrounding the team now, uh, but it's really fun. And I hope to see and hopefully meet a bunch of you uh, down there that week. Uh, It's a really fun tournament. All the beat writers are going to be there. Um, It's a really fun time. Uh, But that's going to be one chaotic week, by the way, for the Blackhawks and for myself, because as I said, prospect development camp is going to be held from 11th to the 15th. The week prior, July 7th and July 8th, is going to be the NHL draft. So that happens just before the prospect development camp takes place. And then on the Wednesday, on uh, the, I want to say the 13th, maybe, I believe it's the 13th, that's when free agency opens up in the NHL too. And obviously uh, the Blackhawks are going to have some interesting ones. Dominic Kubelik and Dylan Strom are not expected to be brought back at this point. Calvin DeHaan and Eric Gustafson are on their way out. Uh, it's also going to be very interesting to see what the Blackhawks ultimately decide to do with their goaltender position in free agency because they don't bring back Kevin Lankinen or Colin Delia, and they're going to have to go and nab someone off the free agent market. Arvid Soderblom is not ready to become the full-time NHL starter next year, and I don't think the Blackhawks want to rush him along in his development. They really like what they see in him, so they definitely don't want to take a risk by sending him up to the NHL and giving him too big of a role too early on in his career. So the goaltender market is also something to pay attention to in the next month as well. Uh, So that's all taking part in that week. And then for me personally, uh, some of you may or may not know, I also do golf coverage for the ONTAP Sports Network. If you have interest in golf, be sure to go check us out there. Uh, But that week is also going to be the fourth and final major of the golf season, which is the Open Championship at St. Andrews. So That week is going to be absolutely bananas for me for uh, a couple of different reasons, Uh, but I seriously couldn't be more excited for the return of the Prospect Development Camp, which again is going to be held from July 11th to July 15th at Fifth Third Arena in Chicago, and I hope to see a bunch of you all there. Also, uh, we've heard rumors for the past month or so, or the past couple months, honestly, uh, about a prospect showcase potentially being held between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Minnesota Wild. And news finally broke yesterday that this will, in fact, be happening later on in the fall. Uh, The Blackhawks are going to host the Wilds prospects for two games uh, at Fifth Third Arena. That will take place on September 16th and September 18th. So a little bit further on down in the calendar, but certainly definitely uh, something to star. And one of the close friends I've made here through the Lockdown Podcast Network is none other than Seth Popal 
who's the host of Lockdown Wild. And it sounds like uh, he's going to be coming down to Chicago for this prospect showcase in September. And we'll probably be grinding out a bunch of coverage and also do a, a couple of crossover episodes together as well. And for the Blackhawks, with the way that things have uh, been progressing here in the past couple of weeks, there's trade rumors surrounding Alex to bring it. Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves sound like uh, once the end of their contract hits, they're not going to be here any longer or even potentially before that they could be dealt. Uh, Dylan Strom and Dominic Kubalik are likely not to be coming back. So with all of the that happening towards the Blackhawks stars, uh, the center stage I think should and will take uh we'll move on to the prospects because that's what the organization is going to be at that point once all those guys are gone it's going to be all about the future and uh the prospects are the ones that are going to be determining whether or not this rebuild is successful and also how long it is going to take so uh it's definitely going to be a, a fun summer with the prospects are going to have that development camp in july as i said and they're also going to be having a couple of games against the Minnesota Wilds prospects. Uh, so definitely be sure to star those in the calendar. Keep those in mind for later on, and it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for both events, both seeing the Blackhawks prospects take part in their camp. That's a week long, and also taking on the Minnesota Wilds prospects later on in September. All right, there's a quick chat on the return of the Blackhawks prospect development camp next month. Coming up in just a minute, I still have to get into forward Sam Lafferty's 2021-2022 season recap segment. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into our third and final segment on the show here today, it's time to get into Blackhawks forward and quickly a fan favorite here in Chicago. Sam Lafferty's 2021-2022 season recap. And by the way, folks, I want to be sure to mention here when going through some of the numbers and stats for Sam Lafferty, I'm only going to be considering the numbers that he put up with, with Chicago. I'm not going to be counting the ones that he put up in Pittsburgh because we didn't see him. We didn't get to watch him, and he wasn't impacting our franchise. So I thought those were, while I will uh, count towards his total stats, uh, I thought it was Definitely more important just to consider what he did for the Chicago Blackhawks after, of course, he was acquired uh, from the Pittsburgh Penguins in a one-for-one swap for Alex Nylander, who uh, continued on in the AHL for the remainder of last season, didn't get a single game of NHL action up with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he didn't even put up the best numbers down with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, which is, of course, their minor league affiliate. So I do have my concerns over whether or not Alex Nylander is going to be an NHL player one day down the road. But for Sam Lafferty, he came in and immediately became an, became an impact player for this team with his hustle, his grit, his tenacity, his willingness to do the little things. He'd step in there for teammates, even though he had been only on the team for a couple of weeks. I mean. Sam Lafferty is kind of it's kind of a shame because he feels like on a, a winning team, he'd be like the perfect glue guy or the, the perfect player to kind of piece things together and almost like like a Drake Kajula, I feel like, almost like a Swiss Army knife type of player who can play up in the lineup if you need him to to provide some energy with the big guns. You can also put him down there on the fourth line. You play on the penalty kill. He can kind of play any type of style that you want, and that's what I'm really excited about for Sam Lafferty is uh, he, he can fit in with any team, and this 
younger era of the Blackhawks that's going to be coming up, undoubtedly. Um, Sam Lafferty, it, it's a very key opportunity for him as well because he, he's not as young as some of the other players on the team and obviously not as young as some of the prospects that are going to be coming up, but he's still at that stage of his career where he needs to impress and he needs to make a lasting impact in order to sustain uh, being at the NHL level. And I certainly thought he did that uh, with the efforts that he provided when he first came on to the Blackhawks last year. It was like, wow, look at this guy. He's just buzzing all over the ice night in and night out. So I always appreciated the effort out of Sam Lafferty. And I know a ton of Blackhawks fans out there as well will agree with me on that. Even when the team was a complete dumpster fire, he brought it night in and night out. He gave it his all. Uh, and it was kind of um, a much-needed intensity that he provided once Brandon Hagel was dealt to the Tampa Bay Lightning because when Hagel left, I felt like le- uh, someone needed to pick up the pieces and kind of provide a similar role to what Hagel did. And now Sam Lafferty certain, certainly didn't put up the same type of offensive numbers that Brandon Hagel did, which I'll get into in just a moment here. Uh, but I thought he did the same. He provided the same little, he provided the little things that Brandon Hagel did as well when he was still a member of the Blackhawks. So I thought Lafferty did a, a really good job this season. And of course, he signed on with the team for the next two years as well. So I'm really pumped to see uh, what he's going to do with this opportunity here in Chicago moving forward. But getting into some of his numbers from the season, all in all, Lafferty ended up playing in 46 games with the Blackhawks after being acquired from the Pittsburgh Penguins. The offensive numbers don't really stand out to you, but he had the opportunities. I mean, he only wound up scoring five goals and six assists for 11 points in those 46 games, but it felt like he could have been a 20-25 point score in that time because, again, night in and night out when he provided the energy and brought his A game, he was getting scoring opportunities. He just wasn't able to bury any of them. And kind of funny enough, Brandon Hagel, a player who I've been talking about Uh, which I didn't expect to throughout the segment. That's just kind of the way things have gone. Uh, But interestingly enough, Brandon Hagel last year, I guess two years ago now, and Sam Lafferty from this past season kind of were eerily similar in terms of they just weren't, they had all these grade A scoring opportunities. They always found themselves in the right places. The puck just wasn't going into the back of the net. And I don't want to say that Sam Lafferty's on the cusp of having a Brandon Hagel type breakout next season because I don't know if he's going to be a 20 goal scorer. Um, but I certainly think there's room for a, a pretty decent uptick in terms of production if Lafferty is just able to convert on more of his scoring chances and be a little bit more consistent offensively. Again, I don't think that's necessarily the strength of his game, but I do think it's something that he's capable of and could potentially be a middle six or probably a, a more likely a third-line player one day down the road for the Blackhawks who can do a little bit of everything. But I really do believe there is more untapped potential there for Sam Lafferty in terms of his overall offense and what we saw out of him in his 46 games this past season when he only put up 11 points. One thing that also stood out to me about Lafferty's game is for how physical and uh, the intensity that he played with, he only had 21 penalty minutes in his 46 games played, which that's, that's still a pretty decent chunk, but honestly, I would have expected it to be more with just the type of game that he plays. So uh, being a little bit of a guy that, that can stir the pot and also get up in someone's grill and make them do something stupid, you know, I figured Lafferty would have had more penalty minutes. And I can't remember exactly if he ever got into a fight or not, but I, I feel like he had one. And that also, of course, is going to play a part in penalty minutes as well. Uh, so I just thought 
Lafferty, I thought it was interesting how he kind of, I mean, he was on pace for what, 40 something penalty minutes. It's still not great, but I just would have expected it to be more uh, for what, uh, how Sam Lafferty goes about playing the game of hockey. So hopefully he'll be able to keep that up and stay out of the box, despite being a little bit of an agitator out there for the Hawks. Uh, One thing that also led to Sam Lafferty only having 11 points in his 46 games this year was he shot 7%. I feel like each and every player that I've been going over recently has been at that 7% mark. Kirby Doc, Philip Kershev, Sam Lafferty. Like He had a ton of breakaways, a ton of two-on-ones, good scoring chances. I've also unfortunately heard similar things from Penguins fans who've said, you know, he gets all these looks. He's just never able to convert on them. So um, I still have belief that Sammy's going to be able to to, um, score at a higher clip next year. But that has been something that's kind of uh, plagued him throughout his NHL career so far is an inability to cash in on those opportunities. And 7%, man, I mean, come on, that's not going to get the job done, Sammy. You're getting these chances, baby. You want to be a top six superstar, you're going to have to score at a better clip than 7%. Uh, but hopefully, you know, that's a trend, and this will just be an outlier. Hopefully that will trend up uh, for Lafferty next season. I also thought it was interesting to see that in those 46 games with the Hawks, he averaged 14 minutes and 38 seconds of time on ice per game. Like, it's a pretty sizable role, Um, especially I just talked about Philip Kershev yesterday on the show, of course. And by the way, folks, real quick, if you haven't seen some of Uh, My other Blackhawks season recaps yet, I've already gone over a majority of the big-name players, Alex DeBrinkett, Patrick Kane, Seth Jones, Jonathan Taves, Kirby Doc, Dylan Strom, Dominic Kubelik, Jake McCabe. If you want to go over any of those names that I just mentioned, be sure to do so once the show wraps up today. You'll see what grades I felt they deserved for their performance this year. Uh, they're, They're quick segments, only 10 minutes or so. Be sure to go and check those out if you haven't done so yet once the show wraps up here in just a couple of moments. And also, while I got you for a quick second, be sure to go and comment down below as to what grade you thought Blackhawk Sam Lafferty deserved for his performance this season. I always like hearing whether or not I'm on the same page as you fans or we feel differently about something. So be sure real quick to go and comment down below what grade you think Sam Lafferty has earned. Uh, But I did think it was really interesting to see that he had a pretty decent second to third line role for the Blackhawks consistently. And when going over a player like Philip Kershev, his numbers uh, in terms of average time on ice were down a little bit. He was under 13 minutes. So I think this just goes to show you how comfortable Derek King felt and how confident he was in Lafferty's ability right from the get-go when he came over to Chicago. He was playing a pretty meaningful role right away. And Honestly, uh, I think that could get up to 15 or 16 minutes next season if Lafferty is able to provide the same intensity that we saw from him uh, in his first little stint with Chicago this past season. So uh, I I thought that was just really interesting seeing Sam Lafferty have nearly 15 minutes of ice time, which, by the way, is the most that he's averaged throughout his career so far. A couple of other interesting stats that I had from Lafferty. He only won 42% of his faceoffs with the Blackhawks, and he was kind of bounced between the center and the wing. Uh, but didn't really have much success at the dot. Uh, I, I think this can go back back and forth either way because the Blackhawks look, are looking like they're going to be losing some centers and uh, potentially the near future. Dylan Strom seems to be on his way out. Jonathan Taves doesn't seem like he's going to be around for too much longer. That is going to open spots up down the middle, so I do wonder if Lafferty is going to be sticking around at center. But I think ideally once the Blackhawks get 
what they want in place and get everything organized. Lafferty is someone they're probably going to want to put on the wing, but it is good to note that he can bounce around and play all three forward positions. Uh, Lafferty, unsurprisingly, set a career high with 103 hits in his 46 games with the Blackhawks this season. Brought the physicality night in and night out. There wasn't a whole lot of that in the forward group, so I thought it was really impressive that Sammy kind of stepped up and took on that role literally from game one here with Chicago. He was on point right from his first opportunity. He knew this was a massive chance for him. He took advantage of it. So I love to see that physicality from Sammy, and I don't think that's going to be going anywhere. I'm sure we're going to be seeing a ton of that throughout the course of the next two seasons. Last, getting into some of the analytics for Lafferty this season. Uh, that's the one area where it wasn't very strong. I actually want to pull it back up. Um, but I know that Lafferty finished with a 36.8 4C4 percentage this season in his 46 games with the Hawks, which tells you that when he was out there on the ice, the Blackhawks were playing a whole lot of defense. Uh, so I don't know what that really tells me, to be honest, because we saw Lafferty in a whole bunch of different roles uh, throughout his time with Chicago this past year. Like there were times where he was playing on the second line, that's why I dubbed him top six Sam for a little bit there because he was getting opportunities with Jonathan Taves and even uh, with Dylan Strome for a little bit too uh, and Patrick Kane. Like Lafferty was all over the place in the lineup, but he just didn't have very much consistent success in terms of the analytics. Uh, but I do want to pull up his goals for and goals against because that's one thing that slipped me. I didn't write that down, folks. I'm I'm napping. Uh, he was on the ice for 17 goals for to 45 against at even strength. That is not very good at all, folks. So maybe something to work on for Lafferty is his defensive responsibilities and his coverage. Uh, I'm sure, you know, not all of those 45 goals are on him, but when he has that type of discrepancy between goals for and goals against at even strength, I mean, something obviously uh, isn't going right for him right now. So maybe that's something he needs to focus on a little bit more in the offseason is being more responsible in his own zone and um, just being an all-in-all better defender. Um, But if that's the low point of Sam Lafferty's game, look, like on a terrible Blackhawks team, those things are going to happen. So I'm not really too surprised. I'm not going to completely hold that against him. He's not, it's not like he was like Connor Murphy or Jake McCabe, a top four defenseman who was playing 20 minutes a night and put up these types of numbers. No, he was uh, a physical jack of all trades, Swiss army knife type guy. So All in all, I thought his season was very impressive. I'm not going to knock him for just some poor analytics here, but that is definitely something that he should be mindful of that he does need to work on because uh, I think those numbers can be certainly a bit closer next season, especially if Lafferty is able to convert on more of his scoring chances and to help uh, put put up more pucks in the back of the net for the Blackhawks offense moving forward. So all in all, taking everything into consideration, folks, I thought about this one for a good amount of time because I wasn't exactly sure what grade I was going to give him. Uh, But after going over things one final time here on the show, all in all, I'm going to give Blackhawks forward Sam Lafferty a flat B for his performance this past season. All right, folks, I think that is going to take care of Tuesday, June 14th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now on your favorite podcast app and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast. 
for all the latest news, info, and updates ahead of the Stanley Cup Final. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions regarding anything related to the show or to the Blackhawks, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks, all one word, at gmail.com. You could also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.